Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. But not only that, we have a slew of technical issues, which seems to be a recurring (laughs) guest at this point in time. So we managed to lumber through Catastrophe 1, 2, and 3, and we'll see what happens. So we do have a video feed down there. So the Godfather is back. You can see his smiling mug. So... How ex- how smiling are you about this early meta that we're seeing in Wave 5, Scott? Are, are you all smiles, or I have a joke to add if you're not? It's fine. I mean, it's, it's small sample size is what it is, but yeah, it's fine. The, uh, the joke that I was bringing up through our... We had a couple other recorded matches, or a couple other matches, last night from my group for the Alpha Trion Championship. And the joke that I said afterwards was... Scott, I know you're a connoisseur of memes, so you had to have seen this one. <laughs> the you ever see the one where it's it, it's like a black dog that um it, it's having like a Vietnam flashback. I, and I, have it, to... I I wanted to I couldn't find it. I should have just gone to like make your meme, and I made it myself. But it's basically like a dog with super wide eyes, and then they Photoshop change the opacity, and it's like like vietnam flashbacks and the dog is just stunned there i think so yeah yeah and the what i had said to everybody last night is that i'm that dog and the flashbacks are wave three because that's what this early wave five meta kind of feels like to me where it's a lot of ptt plays a lot of aggressive builds if not you know the traditional pure orange and not so much on other ends of the spectrum I mean, that's what I've seen. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've seen. Yes. I mean, obviously, it's it's early on. So that, that was, I believe, very much as we were going into Gen Con last year that, you know, the the big boogeyman was PTT decks with Lionizer. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, there was a lot of talk about that. And then it didn't end up shaking out that way. Uh, it very much ended up being, you know, a smattering of different things. We ended up getting four wide, and I want to come back to those wider strategies as we get into this discussion. But let me throw a visual up here since Chad is busting my chops about describing memes because I don't know if you know this, Chad, but there is an audio component to this. You have to you have to send me the I'm gonna have to re-listen to this and then go find that now we have to, at least we have a, a visual title at least for the yeah for the video again at least. <laughs> yeah we'll have to dig up that meme for uh, the actual uh, tag on the on the video yeah so uh, up on screen I actually have a rotation going of a number of deck lists that are directly from the aforementioned Alpha Trion Championship now there's. If you watch closely, there's more than four up there. In fact, there's six. 
So it's our top four decks and then two others that, Scott, you had wanted to include because you felt that they were, they had worthwhile discussions in the card pool that was selected by these players. In the context of what we're going to be talking about, yeah, I thought they had interesting aspects to them. And I would agree with you. Um, I'm going to be pulling them up off screen so that way I can reference specific things, but they're on an auto rotation, so don't we're not talking about specifically the deck that happens to be up there. But is there a particular one that you wanted to highlight or a particular point that you wanted to bring up overall, Scott, with these decks? No, but did you want to go right into this or do you want to talk about the other stuff first? About the, the interview? Yeah. Well, we could start with the interview. I did have that second, but we could always do that first if oh, you prefer. Yeah, either way. Either way, I don't care. Uh, well, I figured that was the quicker discussions. Sure. Then we'll we'll do we'll do it in reverse order and throw a curveball there. So hold that thought, everybody, for the deck list. <laughs> um, it does kind of inform the discussion anyway. Yeah. So before we get into the recap or our reactions to the interview that we had with Matt Smith, it was it's already released by now. I do want to say that Scott is disappearing, so I'm going to have to stall for a little bit longer than normally because the the dogs are unhappy about something. <laughs> I shut the door and they busted in. <laughs> it's, an, it's an attack squad. I shut the, oh, Seriously, I shut the door on them and they busted right in. <laughs> Look, Dad, they're pissed. <laughs> you need to let they, them in. They literally just busted in. Um, so the uh, I, before I start making other jokes, I was going to say that I love this picture of Matt Smith that we called from Facebook. <laughs> I know, I know. I do have to say, like, in I'm, I'm not even making a joke. Like, this is a spectacular picture. It just sounds like a joke because I'm always all about jokes, but like, <laughs> this is an awesome picture and I really do like it. Yeah. Um, the only way, honestly, the only way it would be better, but then it would make it into a joke is if it was one of those eighties, like your mom and dad take you to Sears to get yes. one of those family photo things. Yeah. It's like that yes. awkward eighties photo. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> um, so interview reactions, Scott, I, there were a number of things that may have come across as innocuous in the interview, but do have far-reaching ramifications or maybe we're reading too much into them, but they were they were cool tidbits that Matt had dropped on us. Uh, let me kick it to you first about, because I know you had a few of them that you wanted to get off your chest. Yeah, we don't usually do this, but like I felt like there was enough information there to like to take it in the context that it was for getting a new set and, and understanding why certain things were in there. And why certain things weren't, um, and getting the getting getting more of a designer's aspect on it instead of like the usual like I guess like the marketing aspect of it that we usually get when we talk to Drew. So I thought getting the designer aspect of it gave us a little absolutely um, insight. The biggest thing for me was when so we had a we thought we were bringing. So, okay, so so a little bit of background is, like, you and I talked about how we were going to have even a show about how there were certain things not in the set that we assumed would be in the set. Absolutely. Um, and it goes along with, I think most of the time we've done, like, set theme shows. So I don't, I don't know if we did that this time. Like, we never really did that this time where we talked about, like... Right. Um, it kind of so, would have gone in the slot where we had talked to Matt, right. like, last week. Right. So one of the things we talked offline about was how like the green pip seemed to have been got, getting worse like not being placed with other colors for probably good reason um, because it's it's kind of just been proven that the reduction in card power level compared to the um, consistency ability, 
yeah, this consistently getting and, and getting like an on-color pip in addition to the um, to the green really isn't much of a deterrent for um, like the, the the reduction of power level is not a deterrent for not playing it. Right. The card just has to be like completely niche or unplayable for for that to happen. I kind of wish um, I had asked him. Do they wish they could have gone back and made Bashing Shield just a green as an example? <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's. I think that's like would be. I think now it would be that way, and I think that's where mm-hmm. we discuss. That's where we started. Is like right. a lot of the playable greens that we've gotten, even even last set, and maybe I don't remember. There weren't a lot of good ones in. Um, Siege one either so mm-hmm. probably for the last two sets excuse me um, the best ones have just been the mono green I'm, I guess the, I'm sorry the green ones we got in Siege one were all the rock paper scissors armors so mm-hmm. those were obviously playable um, but but in in Siege two a lot of the ones just weren't very good um, or they were like rare process which is just a single green or pocket processor which is just a single green um, so what you're doing is you're I mean there's almost no downside to them other than them just being green. Um, but they're not placed with another color. So our theory was they were reducing the power level of green while increasing the power level of black. Yep. And what he basically said was um, they wanted to make black equal to orange or blue. Yeah, and that that's definitely a, one of the, the tidbits that may have gotten lost in... I mean, we did talk a good deal about right. it, but right. that specific line is very interesting that they are the the three primary colors where he was stating that white pips and green pips are intended to be more supplementary. Yes. Yes. Uh, And it is something that is very interesting because I think coming in blue and orange are obvious, but I think the relationship that essentially rock, paper, scissors relationship between those three color pips is starting to manifest and based and again, this may be extrapolating more than is appropriate from that single statement, but I don't. I'm curious if the, if this signals a. Obviously, it signaled a design shift to some extent because we're seeing the ramifications of that. But how much farther are they willing to push it? I'm very curious. Yeah, but the other interesting thing is like a lot of the good ones are orange black. Yeah. So, like by that same token, you would think, okay, I mean, trust me, there's good single black pips and fusion border and yep. came and crash and I can't think of any others like off the top of my head like immediately but hmm. um, so there definitely are some good single black ones but a, but a lot of the other playable ones are all orange black so um, and not blue black again like and he even mentioned yes because of the obvious synergy there of, of them working in the same direction quote unquote yep um, but it was it was just it was interesting that they were pushing... He said it wasn't a theme of the set, but it was something they were trying to do over time to make it more in line. I, I just think it's interesting when you put it on a bunch of good orange blacks, you're not really... I don't know, you're not really... You're putting, you're sending both signals in the same direction, not mm. like... You're not even making it a choice. Like, you just have right. one or the other, depending on which one you're going for. Like, if you're like... If you're trying to build a black deck, which they're trying to push it in that direction through the power of the cards, you're getting orange thrown on top of it. Right. Um, if you're trying to make a black, you know, an orange deck, you're getting black just thrown on top of it. It's very similar to the the green argument of, you know, oh, I need a weapon that I'm always going to have, so I'm just going to take 
Noble's Blaster or Scoundrel's Blaster, they just happen to be on color for me and right. like a green. So I thought that was interesting because I think that explains the power level a lot. But I think it. I don't. I don't know what other direction you could have gone. Um, well, although I don't think there's a direction uh, not to cut you off, but the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the I don't think that they can. They couldn't make the whole set black pips. So right. I think that, you know, Precision Fire or um, Magnetic Dysfunction Ray or, you know, pick other orange black card hypothetically could have been, say, double black, triple mm-hmm. black, something. But then it's just distorting the whole parity situation. Like, they probably just don't want to go too overboard right now and then it will get. Like you said, over time they're going to hit this saturation point where okay, there are enough good black pips to justify majority or solely black pip dot deck. But I don't know that they can do it. In a, they can't turn the whole world upside down in a single set. Yeah, I, I think it brings interesting context to a lot of the double black cards that kind of aren't seeing play right now. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I think they. Maybe they need to be explored more. I mean, a lot of the, the best ones are the mercenary ones, and, and they have their issues. Um, but it just like if they're trying to push it as a main color without yeah. you having to supplement it with the other colors, which is fair. I mean, like if you're playing a blue deck, you're not attacking for any more. If you're playing an orange deck, you're not really defending for any more. So like, mm-hmm. there's no reason that you couldn't do this. However, like it's not through double pips. It's through one in one, like one one of one color and one of another. So I think that, and it, to go back to something you called out earlier, what we were surprised by a number of things that didn't make it into the set, but mm-hmm. it, Matt even supported the idea that, of course, there are seed cards or seed themes for future sets. So I would, if we get more things such as the tribal pips, or we get more things such as concealing contrails on the bot ability, for example, or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. That's the direction to to close the gap, because otherwise, I agree with you, you're just stacking... If it's a good enough card to be played with a black pip, and then you tack on an orange or blue, of course the orange or blue decks are going to play it, because right. the card text is good, and it's on color. Duh. But if they don't... The way to tackle it without just arbitrarily increasing the power level for the the two typical strategies would be to do what we've seen in the set, isolated to specific strategies where, oh, this card is amazing in this deck, but it's a dumpster fire in this other deck sort of Mm -hmm. thing, or try and force it and silo it as best they can there, I think. But I'm not on the design team. I'm sure they have better ideas, so. Yeah, it also explains, like, why a lot of cards are green-black, and that's only, that didn't happen... Well, obviously, it didn't happen in um, Rise of Combiners because there was no black pip yet. So, mm-hmm. which, which is still where a majority of your, your your green pips come from. But right, that's why a lot of the the good greens in this set are also green black because if they're trying to push it as a main color, you need to give them some greens, and that's exactly what's happening. Yep. Um, with a lot of that, so I thought that I just thought that was interesting because I think we've seen that bear out, but. Again, the way that we've seen it bear out is the way I'm not surprised to see it bear out, which is it combos with certain characters that are seeing play, not it's a strategy in of itself just because of its color, it seems right now. But maybe yeah. that's not maybe that's 
fine. I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Yeah, it's it's one that we will solve this puzzle. We'll have to revisit this December time and see how how well some of these theories or ideas pass, kind of thing. Because as they get supplemented over time, uh, yeah, like we did, we didn't ask about the tribal pips, but I think mm. I think which is actually like I think the one area we left we didn't even uh, we totally we didn't really touch right, on it. Yeah, yeah, we forgot the right questions down, which would have been interesting. Um, but I think things like. And I remember, I, I've heard him in another interview say that like they thought that like cards like Metallicato pushed the envelope too much, almost like as as to what the ability could do, mm-hmm. just because of how many characters need to key off certain color combinations. But like, there's an example of like that's usually a black pip for a range deck, but yet you're getting some other benefit out of the deal. Right. So like that's I, that's where I think that like they could they could continue to push this. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other. The other two things I thought were really interesting was about the, like the the way that they create power leveling cards. Like they try to start at the bottom and work their way up instead of at the yes. top and working their way down, which I guess makes sense. I mean, like if you have, if if you had bolt of lightning, like you could never make plasma burst. Like what would yes. it? Like, that was blank. You know, like what would it do? It, yeah, without the for everybody out there that's going to immediately question, we're saying without the star. Like if, right, if right, bolt right, of right, lightning right, right. was no star right. and in set right. one, yeah, you can't. Right. You can't put the genie back in the bottle right. unless there's a rotation, which is always right. that lingering right. threats, threats, right. I guess. Um, but yeah, I it's definitely something which it's it definitely makes sense, and I agree with it. Like if I was on the design team, I would go the same route of you know we we iterate and then build the bar, and then you know you can increase power levels, you can adjust through different sets, you can go, oh, well, that that's pushing a little far, that influences these designs, because if you do it the other way, we've all seen other games do it that way, <laughs> or even, even ones near and dear to our heart where it ends up causing issues. That being said, I know on the player side of things, it can sometimes feel frustrating because it's like, oh, here's this new cool thing, and then, okay, it's not ready to go, or at least it mm-hmm. kind of feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Like I, like I think, you gotta be I in think, it for the long haul. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think I think if you look at like, you know, it. Um, he gave the example of Zap. So we went from Zap to, which did see play somewhat in Wave One, mm-hmm. um, to like underhanded tactics, which pretty much saw no play until Shockwave existed. Even then, it was it's still pretty bad. Right. Um, to I don't even know if there was one in in. Uh, I don't know what the other ones were, but anyway, I'm sure there was I, something, but whatever. But, but eventually you hit, eventually you hit like scouting mission and tripwire, which mm. are like both very playable. So, it, so it's interesting to me that like, like there's an iteration of, of just doing one damage and changing the pip color and things like that. And like adding these abilities until they hit a sweet spot where, you know, it can see play in, in more decks. Yeah. Um, whereas like, they don't have to use a hammer, like, like marksmanship where like you just change, you, you give, a plasma burst, a pip, and put some restrictions on it, and suddenly it sees play for like an entire year. Right. Until maybe even, you know, it it still can see play now. It's not as powerful, but it still can yeah. see play now. There's actually, um, I mean, so. this entire discussion I and the philosophy behind it, I think is a, it, it's an entire maybe multiple shows in and of itself, yeah. simply because mm-hmm. it, it, there is very much a rhyme and a reason for doing it in this fashion. There are, of course, costs, because like I said, it, everybody wants the new toys to be awesome, where you want in this sort of game, you know, if 
it's the first time your character comes out, whoever your Transformer is, you want them to rock. The problem is, is that, or maybe not problem, but the potential is that if they come out with a new mechanic, they come out with a new keyword, they come out with a new whatever, it might be a couple sets down the line before they get the support they need or the strategy has the support that it needs because Wizards has been at this for a while and they know these sort of patterns. Like they can kind of come in expecting like, okay, we know that this is probably going to be good. Let's, like you were saying and Matt was describing, not set the bar low, but set it a, a, a smidge behind maybe where it should be. Yeah, but we, I think I think part of the other question we asked was about was about the power creep, and yeah. they admitted that there. I mean, he flat out said there was power creep. Um, I mean, there's always going to be because yeah, uh, yeah, but there doesn't have to be. Like, like, like well, the, it, the ability is the hmm. power creep. Like, so just just the way they in this set, like just the way they built Titan Masters, or just the way they built. I mean, there really wasn't any. I mean, I guess you could argue that like um, even Battle Masters to an extent, like getting more use out of your character once they get once something gets KO'd, hmm. bring something new to the table as opposed to just, my, you know, tap my guys and when they get KO'd, they go away. Like, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> it's a little so, more complex. <laughs> right. Um, so, like, I, I think by the nature of some of the some of the abilities um, is where a lot of the power creep comes into play, but it doesn't necessarily... I mean, I guess the biggest power, power creep... creep in, is a dangerous season. term, though. And yeah. the reason I say that is it, in different games, it may mean... The new set completely invalidates the old one, but this cautious growth, I think, would be a more appropriate moniker for it in Transformers because, yes, the new cards, there are many examples of new cards being better than old ones, but we're not talking leaps and bounds and it's, you know, Wave 5 came out, Wave 4 and back are 100% invalidated, it's just maybe the fringe of above beyond what the last set did mm-hmm. so yes it's power creep by definition but it's not power creep in the colloquial sense of yeah it just invalidates all the other cards you might as well have started playing now your whole the rest of your collection is worthless yeah it's not the word it's not that i guess i guess i guess it's that the to me the if you were to tier each meta mm-hmm. there's always at the top like a, de- a, a deck that features a lot of cards from the new set. Of course. From a character perspective. And like, that's not always like, I don't pay attention tremendously to magic, but I, I think that's not always, that's rarely been the situation in magic. Um, where, where I the guess it would depend is, on like, the, yeah, I haven't watched in a few years, at, well, yeah. more than a few years, but it's, uh, I guess it would also depend on formats. There's a lot of more, a lot more variables when we're drawing and draw that comparison. Yeah, like, it seems to be that a lot of the games that I've played where there are, like, characters or heroes or, like, factions and things like that, that that this happens more often because they want to push an underpowered X Mm -hmm. in the new set than they had before. So, um, as opposed to, like, almost like an open source game like Magic is. Gotcha. Makes sense. Constrained by anything. Yeah, there's... Well, to go back to it, there's a lot more variables when it comes to magic as to how those sort of things play out. But it, as it pertains to Transformers, I think that mm-hmm. the power level and the power creep, like I said, take on a different meaning. Mm-hmm. That iterative design, I mean, we could have made to have the same discussion, I think, months ago 
maybe even this time last year when we had done some of the initial interviews with the Watsi team and they they had let on I don't remember exactly when but that this was kind of their process and we've seen it bear out that I mean let's face it a lot of I feel you're getting you're you're getting your money's worth out of your cards it's not again it's not I came in on this set and now the new set came out so everything I started with is gone and oh, yeah. because of the way they've been the the care they've taken has ensured that that doesn't happen from a battle card perspective it seems to be that way just from a character perspective it doesn't seem to be that way which i find interesting yeah i mean to some extent i mean there were i think i mean i'd have to go back and look so i'm probably going to sound stupid when i say but like shockwave he had his time in the sun probably would have had more if it wasn't for press but it's neither here Mm -hmm. nor there uh and then we even saw it show up in wave four and now it's starting to or seemingly tapering off uh, similarly, other characters, you go way back to Battlefield Legend. Clearly, he was around for what felt like an eternity. Bugs were living for a while. So it's, yes, the entire character pool, I guess, overall would suffer the farther back you go. But you do get longevity out of a number of different characters. Each set, I think. Again, I'd, I could be totally wrong on that because these are the examples that are coming to mind. I'd have to go down and actually, you know, jot it down exactly when I think things started to croak. Yeah, it's probably a discussion for another time. The other thing I found interesting was that there's, and this is not the first time this has come out, like, there seems to be a continuous admittance that, like, Rise of the Combiners wasn't a very good set, very powerful set, like, yes. from a character perspective. So, <laughs> I appreciate um, their yeah. honesty with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they're not going to out and out and go, yeah, that was a stinker, but uh, <laughs> I mean the battle cards are really good. Like the, yeah. the the uncommon battle cards and common battle cards are really good. The the rare ones are bad, and and like the character Which as a player, I guess that's what you want. I mean the I yeah I guess so, but like um like I think the only character from that set that sees continuous play now is like thrusted sideboards. Like there's literally no other character that sees any play out of that set. So yeah, that I, that I can think of offhand. So. Yeah, we did have a, and for anybody out there who doesn't know what we're talking about, definitely hit up the interview because we clearly covered these as well as other things. But there was a lot of interesting talk about the the internal viewpoint when it comes to the combiners themselves as well, because we talked yeah. about that for mm-hmm. a while. Um, but without rehashing the whole interview, yeah. uh, was there anything else, any other highlights you want to bring up, Scott? I guess there's, I guess by saying that there's like, you know, themes are being pushed to other more appropriate venues where there there's more um need for it i guess uh i guess the beast wars fans can say that that might be something to look forward to we did call out the uh the lack of support for both beasts and wreckers so we'll see how that shapes up Mm -hmm. um i don't know if we'll i don't know if we're it it's, I guess maybe that depends on Hasbro if we're really going to get true Beast Wars stuff as opposed to Beasts here and there. They have shown up in the Generations line, but we're talking like pre-2010, which seems to not... When when we hear Generations from Watsi, we're not talking about Generations from 2006. We're talking about Generations from like 2015, probably at the oldest. I don't know how they look at that stuff. Like I don't know what the, the Hasbro opinion of, of that stuff mm. is. 
because it's it's been the generations line for like a long uh-huh. time. I I was making up years, but it's been mm-hmm. that way for a long time. And like Rhinox, Waspinator, a number of other Beast Wars characters have appeared periodically. They've even made recent appearances in the comics in the end of IDW one. I don't know if they're in IDW two. I'm sure somebody out there can correct me, but they've been spot characters here and there. Obviously, they're fan favorites, so it's an easy way. They're uh, Hasbro and Takara have been producing masterpiece toys for, you know, Megatron, Dinobot, Cheetor, etc. It always feels like it's right on the cusp and maybe it'll happen, but I, my personal opinion, with no information to back it up, I think that's going to have to cut. If we don't see a mainline Beast Wars character, like, in Walmart shelves or on Walmart shelves, I'm not going to hold my breath for the card game for a while. No, that's fair. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, any other th- points you want to bring up there before we jump back to early meta stuff? No, no. It kind of bleeds in anyway. So goodbye, Matt's smiling face or, or smirking <laughs> face as it is, or he's just got that sly grin on there. Yes. Um, but anyway, so we're back to a number of deck lists. It's not our top four, but the top, or just the top four, but the top four is included. And I think as people... You know, if they've been following along with the games that we've been streaming over on the VectorSigma.info YouTube page, if they've been listening to these or other conversations, there there are certain themes that are starting to emerge from what has performed successfully, what people are feeling out for what defines the meta, at least at this early stage. But again, we're still very early. People haven't put in a whole lot of games. What What do you have off the top of your head from first impressions on this, Scott? This guy shadow is really good. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I've heard a couple good things. I've heard a few things um, about him. I've seen a few things. I mean, if I have to, if I have to make singular statements, that that's one. Um, hmm. Well, you don't have to make a singular statement. Just <laughs> hand it off to you. Go wild. <laughs> I mean, I'll just make statements, and we can we can we can refer back to them as we as we hmm. uh, good dive deeper into them. Um, I, I don't think I don't. I know people will say like every meta begins orange and like eventually turns blue. I don't even think it's that because I think I think that's that's a how, how do I explain it? Like I always start with blue, so it's like I I don't know where that leaves people like me. So like um, I'm not really sure that that's the case. I just think that I I think I think it's a, it's easy to. I think a lot of the low hanging fruit is to just hit as hard as possible or flip as many cards as possible and things right. like that. Um, I think, I think what this tournament and others that I've seen have proven to me, and this is not this is not a a slight at all. It's just that the surface level, like the 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 rock, is very obvious. Mm-hmm. So people have identified the best cards in the set from the perspective that they wanted to play. Right, and I mean it's only a sixteen-person event, and and those that incorporate a lot of wave, you know, a lot of tight Masters attacks cards used what we consider to be the best aggro cards and best aggro abilities, and 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 maybe just a bunch of them just felt like playing it, like you know, and yep. and that's fine. Like there's, no, I don't, I'm not in the heads of everybody to know to know that they all wanted to play aggro, but it seems that like a lot of them seem that way. Um, so there's that aspect of it where they might have just chosen to want to do that, or that's that's just what they've been playing with. Right. Or that's just how they gravitate towards as a player. 
but a lot of the battle cards even are are powerful in aggro decks. Again, my opinion of that has changed a little bit when you when you think about the conversation we had about black pips with Matt, but nonetheless, black pips up to this point have seemed to have driven themselves towards towards aggro decks. Um, so the service level rock has been that, but if you don't, if you aren't even, if you aren't thinking about what what the rock looks like, then you can't really create the paper at yeah. all. Like you, you just have no Absolutely. frame of reference. I mean, um, I guess there's so, an or, and this is a larger conversation, so I won't dwell yeah. on it. But it's yeah. a you have to pin something down, and naturally, it it it's always feels simpler to say, well, how fast can I go? Mm-hmm. And start with the aggro deck, to to your earlier point. So that's why traditionally a lot of these things start aggressive, bar, you know, obviously within the context of the given sets. Wave 4 was a little bit different of a story because we got so many powerful blue tools, but whatever. Point being is that until you pin down what is, okay, I need to be stabilized as a control deck by such and such a turn. I need to withstand such and such an amount of damage on turns one, two, and three, or I can expect this level of damage output on my primary character. Or if you went the other way, I need to puncture this level of defense if the, the control deck was very obvious sort of thing. You have to pin something down or you're constantly fighting multiple variables. And unless you, you know, you have infinite time and infinite resources to just, do everything what how else are you going to tackle this you gotta you gotta start somewhere yeah i also just think that like for some people that's the end of the of the maze Mm. like i found what's good and so i'm just gonna play that and and there there may not be a reason to counter it if you think that's what's best right and objectively it's it's hard to explain but like objectively that like you look at it on paper not rock paper scissor paper but like and you say this is this is what the set is telling me this is what i this is what's put in front of me so i'm gonna there's no reason for me to keep going i'm just gonna stop here but but and that's fine like you're you're trailblazing the rock but like there you can still go further and then not only are you answering you can not only answer that rock with paper, but you can also then find a way to answer other rocks out there as well, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's the... To, well, you, you kind of said it there. Like, it, a lot of people may end up just stopping at the first victory and then mm-hmm. iterating upon that victorious build, I guess, as compared to continuing to explore the other cards in the meta, which... I guess that kind of leads into some of these lists and to your mm-hmm. earlier point about how there's a lot of sky shadow and it seems like sky shadow is pretty successful. That may not be the end all be all for the wave five meta at this stage. Well, it, overall, I mean, not at this no, stage I don't, is the wrong I, I, way to phrase it. I don't, I don't think any of this is, is the end all be all. It, it's just, it's right now. I think, I think what's interesting about that and, and we can talk about that mm. now is the, the amount of, I mean, the amount of everything you, the amount of just, I guess, consistency and power level that you get out of the stars that you put in Sky Shadow, the amount of pure characters you just get out of the deal, yeah, the amount of turns you get out of the deal, um, 
is is undoubtable. Is there's no doubt about it. Right. And so and so. It's funny because he ended up in our top 10 list, like one of those weird characters that we didn't want to talk about. And I guess in retrospect, because we knew he he was going to present something, maybe we should have spent more time on explaining it yeah. way back when. But yeah. Um, but at the same time, he pushes the envelope in terms of the set's ability. So he is a Titan Master. Yep. Um, like I said, eventually. one of them's got it. the mechanic. One of those decks has to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, but usually, I mean, he's been like, in these decks. He was paired with another Titan Master. Yes. Um, but not always, and we'll get to that. <laughs> right. Um, and I think, I think what he also presents is a is a different way of actually forcing your opponent into handling the game differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not sure that given essentially the fact that the set doesn't even exist yet, that people have were prepared as to how to adapt to deal with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and that's not always, that's not always an easy thing to do. Like you have, again, if you, in order to get to the paper, you would have had to have agreed that the rock was, was there. Right. And so if, if you didn't, if you stop there, you might not have even thought about how to get past it. And that's part of the issue. Yes. That's absolutely true. I mean, this is all phase one, so to speak, of trying yeah. to figure mm -hmm. all this stuff out. And it's definitely provided a lot of information through it. Mm -hmm. So if we talk a little bit about the the decks in particular here, aside from Sky Shadow, and there there's a, a couple ones that I definitely want to talk about, but does anything shock you? Or is this, I mean, we did cover where people were generally leading to, like you said, playing rock, but were there any cards that jumped out at you that said, Hey, that that's actually a cool interaction that, you know, we're glad somebody found that out sort of thing, or, you know, I'm stunned that this card managed to provide as much value as it did throughout these matches. Um, I'm not surprised, but I mean, Mike horrible being as dominant as he was, doesn't surprise mm -hmm. me, but, but I mean, it was, it was rather obvious. Um, and I think, I think what's most impressed me about him is like the interaction between like wedge formation and him basically like costing you nothing and getting free value out of like drawing a card, doing a damage, like flipping back, et cetera. Like just the amount of advantage you were able to get off of one turn again, off of a, a colored green card that was yeah. fitting in well with the strategies has been really impressive to me. Um, and I'm shocked that not all the decks just auto played three of it. Um, cause it seems really, really it's, powerful there. It's something I actually commented on that during one of the games last night, because, you know, we had a horror player running horrible. They played wedge formation and it turns wedge formation, which is a relatively innocuous card into a, like a plasma burst plus. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just, it seems so obvious to say that, like you said, but at the same time, when you're sitting down to build a deck, I don't know that that interaction prior to this would have been as readily apparent. Like you're probably reaching for all these other black pips before mm -hmm. you go, all right, well, I guess I'll play wedge. And the first time you, you turn into a plasma burst, you're probably very happy about it. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can't imagine being disappointed with a plasma burst that draws me a card and heals a guy, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's just a, it's almost like it's a green, bombing run at worst right i mean that's pretty yeah. much like what it is at that point so i mean like um 
yeah, that, the, the bad that interaction for bombing run just keep coming. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that car, man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, the Kamian crash, horrible interaction, was as powerful as I assumed it would be. Um, the, I mean, in terms of, in terms of what, uh, I mean, pretty much all the battle cards played out the way I, I thought they would. Gotcha. Um, I'd have to look very deep at the lists. Um, like how many of them were running, like which, what was the spread of the, the, our strafing run abilities that we like to call them? Uh, you mean the precision fires and, <clears throat> excuse me, the magnetic dysfunction rays? Yeah. Do they both just show up as six ofs in all the versions? Or I'm like... skimming them real quick. Uh, it, I mean, th- the ones I'm looking at right now actually aren't running them, so that's the wrong day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little awkward because I'm like, uh, zeros? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It looks like a three of here. It, there are some that are, are maining one one version, magnetic dysfunction race specifically, the one I'm looking at, versus mm-hmm. three in the board of precision fire. And then it seems to be a hodgepodge from there. So it's... It's definitely interesting the decision points behind choosing to to go for it or not. This particular version, it's a six of main deck, obviously. Uh, that's the same one that didn't have any, so let's go the other way. This one looks like it's three and five, or three and five, three and two, four, five. Uh, this one's three... So it's a six of. We do have a little variation, but it's leaning more heavily to being a six of across the board. And I would assume that's consistent even among the other decks that we're not featuring at the moment. Uh oh. Did I lose Scott? No, Dan's saying the deck lists are wrong, so I'm just fixing them. Oh, okay. He's just saying that he's saying that the deck list we sent, like some of the parts of them, are wrong. So I'm just fixing them. Okay. Uh, so beyond that, what other what other early tidbits did you find from watching these games? Do you think that we're at a turning point at this stage? Obviously, Sky Shadow has emerged as one of the big bads. Perceptor, I think, always had a big bullseye on him. But do you think that? this orange-black trend is something that's going to end up being curbed. Obviously, we're going to see some sort of control deck at some point, right? Um, I don't think that, that those two statements have to be mutually exclusive, though. Right. Fair. So, I just think that, you know, I just... Um, I think there's just ways to uh, just deal with it. Um, and I, I think, again, like... I. It would have to now knowing that that's there. How do you, how do you address it? And that's where I think some of the other decks that we talked about that didn't make the top four, um, mm. like I think tried to um, try to address it in ways that I think were interesting. And and mm. are you talking about that blaster build you sent me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the blaster deck was interesting because I think. I think it actually has the tools to be able to deal with um, the Sky Shadow, which I think is something we could talk about. So, yeah, 
so that was I, th I think that's one of the I think that's one of the things I wanted to talk about was so seeing that there so so all four of the top four decks were playing Sky Shadow a lot of the other ones that that were on the fringe and just so you guys understand um, that are listening that weren't aware of how I don't know if we mentioned it like every single time we were playing games or anything like that but um, the way the event worked was we were split into pods so it was four four man pods and if you won your pod either by obviously going three zero or um, having a winning record and then having win, win, winning head to head over the other people that would like like if you, if two of you were two one and I beat you I would move on right uh, from the head to head match so we did have clear winners in every single bracket um, we did have a contingency plan just in case that didn't work itself out um, for the two ones to move on to something else but we didn't have to use that option so in the end. If you look at the at the, you look at the top four that made it on, and you look at a lot of the two ones, a lot of them featured Sky Shadow, yep. uh, one way or the other. Um, and I think, again, what's interesting is that the, the other two decks that we chose to highlight here were were kind of answers. So, like, I guess the question is, like, how, did you see ways that you thought people were playing against it or with it, correctly or incorrectly, that could be addressed? So, it's funny you say that. The majority of the time, I it was either mirrors because we had such a quantity or the sky shadow player did whoop up on their opponent however to to answer your question more directly i did see something unique that didn't quite work out in matifer's build which was not something that we had on here but he ended up losing this game but on turn one he was running a very unique one tall build with ultra magnus and ultra magnus armor uh and he just blew up one of the pieces on turn one Mm -hmm. Like he just goes, I'll I'll punch that guy and turn him into paste. Uh and then forced an early combination, and then as a result, the game got weird. Now, there are a number of other factors that contributed to how that game played out, but it definitely and I even sat up and said, Wow, this let's get weird because this is gonna be a very interesting game immediately. And I think this is where if I'm understanding it correctly scott it, where you wanted to go with the the blaster deck list specifically and there were a couple other ones that had similar ideas of i'm just gonna blow up one of the pieces on one or try to force them to combine early and then try and take the game from there or at least the blaster deck had the potential to do that between obviously blaster shenanigans as well as wind charger so i just i just think i just think what people are missing is if you let them play their game, mm -hmm. which is I get to, and, and we I had seen this day one of Wave Four playing with um, what's his name? Skytread. Yeah. Uh, if you let them play their game, which is I get to attack with both my pieces, then one of them gets KO'd, then I get this combiner, and in in the Skytread case, I lose my entire hand and then get to move damage. <laughs> there are other things, yeah. <laughs> but in this case, like I get to, I get to bolt of lightning and Autobot, and then I get to attack with this giant eight attack, bold two, tough two, Pierce four, monster Master monstrosity. Yeah, um, it's a lot harder for you. Um, but I believe that if you let any deck just play its game without disrupting them in any way, that it's going to play out that way. The situation right. here is they basically get at will, they get as many attackers, like they, they're going to get more attackers than you have. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you let each of the pieces attack 
and you don't steal an attack from them, or you, or you, and you, and like, and then the head, and then you, if you don't deal with the combiner, and he's an eight attack monstrosity, and he gets to attack you twice, and then the head pops off and gets to pierce you for more. Like, if you don't disrupt this plan in any way, shape, or form, yes, you're going to get destroyed. Right. Um, but what are the disruption options available? I mean, the it, to bring it back to this blaster list that we had, it and just because it, it's an easy example here, not saying yeah, yeah, this yeah. is it, yeah, just this is more for the chat and audio listeners later that it's not the only thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the ways to do it is just pop one of the pieces, shrink the number of attacks, and then also, by the way, they're probably three wide, obviously quotes because of the the Titan Masters, but they're three wide. So now they go down to two if you blow up one of those guys on your first attack, your first available attack, that sort of thing. Um, it obviously didn't quite work out in these particular players' favor to try and do that all the time, but it seems like one of the viable ways, or at least, to your point, disrupt them by forcing a combination when they don't really want it. Obviously, the earlier the better, like, if you can just take it away, it seems like it would be great. But I don't know. I mean, that significantly limits the options you have to do it, I would think. You can take an attack away from the combiner also. The The yeah. answer here, the answer here is rather obvious. The answer here is direct damage. Well, in, and, in the, and, if you just kill their guys, <laughs> Scott, that's always the answer. I mean, they're just dead. They can't do anything. But, I mean, the... It's simple. Not, we kill the Batman. I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm not talking strafing runs here. I'm talking I like know. more. More significant is the point. And I think. Yeah. I think that's where. Um, but what are people not running that they should be running then, or yet you think they should be running? Token one shell stands here or there, always having a playset of Camion crashes. Um, that is something I noticed that there there are not full sets of Camion crashes in a number of lists, which surprised me. But, well. Um. Like, I guess what are the what are the other options? Um, I mean, one shell stands really javelins, full full play sets of javelins. Yeah. Um, you know, like any any of these answers, uh, to me are 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 just need just need to see more play than they are now. Mm. Um, these to me are the surface level. You should be you can be playing these anyway. Have no effect, like that this is what the meta was. Mm-hmm. Um, but our, but our additional answers that like, you know, you, whatever you bring in, I, I don't know the term, but like, you know, you catch more, like what's it called? Uh, like when you shoot with a shotgun, like you, you hit the, like you hit what you don't intend to hit or whatever it's called. I forget the phrase. I don't know where you're going with this. I'll be you know, honest. Like, like, so like you, sp- you spray the area and somebody gets shot instead of hitting with a sniper rifle. You're hitting him with like a, like a, a shotgun and like you catch the, okay. you spray the area type of thing. Gotcha. I forget. I forget or, the phrase. Are, like, are you looking for spray and pray? I don't know. No, 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 I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to think what it like, like you're, the Sky Shadow deck is also taking a hit from the same thing that you're doing. Just Collateral like, damage? Yes, that's it. That's okay, it. That's I, I wasn't sure where this is. I'm like, there's a shotgun? Yeah, I, I couldn't I remember. To, that's all yeah, right. That's it. That's it. Um, so I just think a lot of these cards just didn't see enough play. Mm-hmm. Because, because when you're playing an aggro deck based on, like... And your and your characters are like Fangry, you're not going to get use out of, out of Javelins. Or you're not going to get use mm-hmm. out of... Um, you might want to play the blanks or, or, 
you might not want to play a bunch of like straight black cards and things like that. But but these are your ways to take attacks out of them. And I think I think decks like Blaster, which and especially with um, combining with Wind Charger in, in in this situation, had the tools to be able to do it, but they couldn't. It, this specific deck list didn't have the tools. Yeah, if tools missed, in if the abstract could do it, but not yeah, if it if it business. missed, it didn't have the tools. Like for example, I like I think if you go through those deck lists, I don't think you'll see a single one with reckless charge, which I still can't fathom. I'm looking at um, one right now. It is in the blaster okay. list, but not a full playset. In the in the, pla- in the blaster list, but I don't think I don't know if it's in. Oh, all in the, the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, funny. It, speaking of reckless charge and one shell stand, I there are were a lot of scenarios where these sky shadows combined, but then. We're sitting. They survived at seventeen damage, mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's just, I'm just, I can't help but think of one shell stands. Just go, yeah, just kill that guy. Yeah. Um, it's it, so. Let me ask you this, Scott. To to call back to what we started out the show with, with the Vietnam flashback dog. Um, <laughs> if we if we have echoes of Wave Three, in mm-hmm. that we have this seemingly more aggressive meta. If we consider the Sky Shadow list taller, which is hard because of how many Titan Masters are involved, is it possible that a wider or more... We had this discussion before where you can't really have a more pure orange list because of the overlap of good orange-black cards. So by definition, there's going to be some in each. But do you think there is a a go-faster, even like... uh, Or not go-faster, but a wider attack base to fight this or do you think it has to just be on the burn access and actually your battle deck um the the only the wider deck that i've seen was um a, a four wide like seemingly orange black deck mm-hmm. um that feature two titan masters because that's the only way that you can literally get wider by having technically like six characters yeah. at that point we're, we're not going to construct a con levels here i'm not suggesting no. that just for everybody no. out there we're not talking about those or the or the other wave two combiners we're we're, yeah. we're referring to titan masters <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's one one axis that you you can go on but i'm not even sure because the problem is no other character in the game allows you to and again like if you're able to play your game allows you to attack with two respectable characters mm-hmm. um obviously like you know if you're playing sky shadow on a blue deck half half of it's not going to do much and if you're playing an orange deck the other half's not going to do much either but having to do two defense and 10 hit points in both modes is still re- relevant yes uh, one way or the other um so no other no other character or series of characters allows you to basically like get your guy KO'd and still get value out of it this much Right. Um, even more than... or This even does extend it to another level because, the, I again, just as an anecdote, I can't tell you how many times I saw, oh, I finally got rid of that Sky Shadow. Oh, there's Ominous. And because of his peers, oh, my guy's dead. Yeah. So, um, the big thing there is just... I, I mean, it, it just, again, it just oozes with value. And, and the only way to really disrupt it is... is is out of combat damage. Like there's, there's very few other ways to deal with it. So um, in absence of that, I just think you have to choose to address it in other ways, like purposely excuse me, make your attack gigantic through things like reckless charge or, 
um, like cards that just didn't see a lot of play that I saw out of people's decks um, for whatever reason. And so speaking of the only way, the only comments. <laughs> yeah. So so the only the only way to go. Like you can either go above them or you can go around them, and, the, and like the going around them with the more characters, I guess, is is an option. Mm. Um, I think you would, it would just form the typical like you're worse against blue decks, but that might not matter. Well, there's an arg. I mean, one, there's the point about blue decks are they're playing hide and seek right now, and mm-hmm. they're very good hiders. I can tell mm-hmm. you right now. Uh, and two we do have a significantly higher quantity of black pips. So this is all hypothetical because somebody would have to actually put it in front of me for me to evaluate it because it's great and all to say, oh yeah, you can run a ton of black pips and then your little guys will get in for enough damage against the also hypothetical control deck. So it's a lot of, again, multiple variables in play at one point in time. So we got to pin something down. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, the big thing to me is that I think people just didn't understand how to play against it and didn't understand how important it was to have an attacker, have an attack on one that mattered. Like, I mean, that was really, really over the top when you only have one one battle card to play if you're going second. Some mm-hmm. people didn't even choose to go second. Um, so, it, so it depends on, like, you have to be prepared to steal an attack one way or the other, and if you don't, you're just going to lose. Right. Um, even if you're playing it yourself, like... You can still, you know, steal an attack. You can steal, you can steal the ability when he combines. If you have an Autobot deck with like a reflect damage or something like that, I saw people do that. Um, I didn't get to see that, and I, I, I'm sure it was a blowout when it happened. Yeah, um, you know, uh, if you are playing a control deck, like you, you, you don't kill them as quick as possible. You try to put as much damage on them to mitigate the the combiner attack, but that still, again, requires direct damage to happen. Yeah. At some point, you also the run the risk of, I saw a couple blowouts by PTT, but those yeah. are going to happen. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, the big thing here is like, it, it's, it, it presents a completely different axis than people are used to playing against because like you, your guys get KO'd and they get more value, um, which is, which is atypical. Um, but the big thing to understand at the end of the day is like, it is a 15-point character, so, like, it should be just as powerful as the other 15-point characters. Yeah. So, um, to me, it's nothing... It's it's. I think it's just the appearance that it starts out so relatively innocuous and then becomes, like... Like, it just doesn't stop. Like, like right. you just... The, the board is just constantly flooded with characters. Um, the one thing I will say about the event in general is that one of the statements I made a couple weeks ago did bear out, like... I saw games literally not go to a second round. Like, people didn't untap, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you weren't getting value out of every single character every single time, you lost. So, especially in Aggro Mirror, so, like, a lot of... So, some of the decks that weren't playing Titan Masters and things like that, they were clearly behind the eight ball because once their one guy had attacked, that guy wasn't going to get to attack again. Yep. So, um... I, what I did find interesting uh, that I will say is, and this is not something I knew at the time when writing the article, a character like Wind Charger did have a lot of value, and I think was probably invented after some of these Titan Masters were created in playtesting, because if you only have one attack anyway, you might as well be seven attack 
to start with. So like, sounds like a compelling argument, <laughs> right? So, I mean, like, so a lot of people are like, well, he doesn't do anything after he attacks. Well, guess what? There isn't, <laughs> is another, there, is, there isn't any. Nobody gets to do anything until after they attack. So like, fair. what does it matter? Seems fair. <laughs> um, so like to to me, he went up in value because of that. Because yeah. it didn't matter if he attacked again because mm-hmm. the game didn't allow you to attack again. Do you think to that point? Do you think mm-hmm. we people need to revisit Battle Masters? I thought about that actually. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I I think I feel like they're almost. I mean, if you compare them directly to Titan Masters, they feel underpowered, or at least on paper, they seem somewhat. I don't know if they are overall because it obviously this blaster list is running wind charger in the fire drive slot makes sense for for all the mm-hmm. reasons you just stated would it be okay to run fire drive i don't know because if you need the wind charger to blow somebody up on turn one fire drive just can't do that even though he makes a later attack more relevant it's it's a weird experiment here well i think Oh, we, I, t- to answer the Battlemasters question, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, because my issue with Battlemasters recently has just been so much of my deck is then dead when they're a weapon because I all these weapons in my hand I can't play. So it's like... It's, there it's is just, a dearth of upgrades in the armor and utility slot in a lot of these scenarios. Right. So, like, you have to... If you... If there's a way to get value out of those other slots and a guaranteed way to figure and to make sure that your guy is KO'd to get that value out of him, if you can build that effectively, I I don't I think yes would be the answer. Hmm. Um, again, because of this whole like, there's not enough time to really do anything else, so you might as well just get value out of all your cards. Right. Um, so I agree with you on that, and um, that that's possible. The oh, I just lost my train of thought. Where's the other thing I was going to go? Um. That were not battle masters. Yeah, I mean, this is where to me, this is why I wanted to highlight. Again, I, I think the deck could be vastly improved, but like, this is where I feel like Blaster comes into play because you, there's no deck I've ever played that literally just runs out of steam, mm-hmm. like compared compared to Blaster. But there's no deck that can also come out of the gates faster than he right. can. And so, if that is the entire game, like if no one's going to untap, or when we do untap, it's like we're beating with like two and three star character, one to three star characters. Right. Um, Plus it lets you do some, some additional tricks with Ramhorn, who's always going to be a near right. and dear to my heart where it lets right. you break serve in these scenarios. It's like, all right, I blew up your sky shadow. If you, for whatever reason, have to get back in on Ramhorn and I steal, steal another attack by blunting it. You're, you're even farther ahead. Yeah, I, I I think the reason I want to highlight this is I think it's a, it's an it's an it's an older meta deck like it's now like two waves ago because it it was bad in in wave four obviously hmm. um that that can see play because of this situation because you can make a singularly giant attack on turn zero because you're getting a card play that the other deck isn't isn't getting hmm. where. Like you can choose to go first and then still get a card play and have a really good chance of actually KOing something like right away and taking like just stealing tremendous initiative. Um, and if you're playing enough direct damage, you can even like come back from that if you don't KO right away. Right. Um, which I think was an important part of what wasn't there. Um, 
so I don't know. Like to me, the biggest factor of all this is not just the Sky Shadow himself, but it's it's what he and their Titan Masters represent in Agrodeck, which to me was that one giant turn. Right. So you have to get value out of a guy right away. Like you can't have these decks of like I'm gonna have multiple characters that need to flip, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do all this. It's like if you're not making an yeah. impact right away, like. And I think this is where some of the control decks that's all play like just weren't good enough. Mm. Um, like to me, this is another another strike against Flame War. This is another strike against like you know, I don't know, insert random medium size uh, control character like your trigger happies or like yeah. characters like characters like that. Like these multiple decks where um, you you have multiple guys that want to flip or and you want to get everybody in the right mode all the time. Like there's just no time to do this. Yeah. Um, the way that, the way that it plays out now, if you're forcing the game to go that route, because you're playing a little bit more of, of a control route, then it's okay. But you know, well, but trying to go even that control route is, I mean, how do you slow the game down at that stage? We, these orange black decks, whether they're sky shadow or there's something else, seem to still pack enough of a punch on top of the pierce that the clock is significant. You, you're you not just loading up with random, like sparring gears or whatever to try and, or hidden fortifications or insert other tough card to try and stall the game out. You have to lean on end hostilities. You have to lean on other cards to try and elongate the game. But you said it earlier, there were games that, and granted they were aggro mirrors, but Games were closing up quickly. Yeah, but the control decks that did exist and one of like the mixed pip perceptor sky shadow deck, which I which has to be added to this list because it was one of the top four ones. I think we have a one of the lists is up there twice. Um, instead of there being um, that list isn't on there. Um, I think I might have sent you one by accident. Okay. Um, or it might have been put up there by accident. But like there was a slightly more blue uh, perceptor deck with Sky Shadow that was there, and I think that's what that deck was able to do. Um, now, are you talking about Chuck's list? Because there are a few no, blue Gemti's cards list. in Gemti's list. Okay, let me pull up yeah. Gemti's to look closer at it. Uh, yeah, that one doesn't have a whole lot of blue in it, so yeah, we're probably a mistake when I <laughs> yes. put the list together. There's, there is <laughs> yeah. a blue card in there. Yeah, but yeah. let's start... So, I guess shout out to Gemti. Sorry about that. Um, I might have made an error when I was throwing all these into uh, Fortress Maximus. Also, shout out to them, because obviously that's where all the screenshots came from. Um, but not everybody submitted it that way, so I had to do it by hand. So I may have made yes. a mistake. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, why do you feel that... They, is it just to and this is something that we had talked about like way back when, just break serve on that, just survive by that one health point so that that way your guy gets to swing again? Or was this list that is not up here, sorry, everybody, heavily enough blue that you'd consider it a quote-unquote control deck? Um, I would consider it a more controlling deck. Mm. Um, it had both It had both pips in it. It was basically just a good stuff deck. Mm. Um. It's not really about it's it's just about that like all you have to do at that point to not have the giant one continuous turn is just survive. Yeah. And 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 like if you it's can simple, we don't die to the Batman. <laughs> I mean but, but but the other thing is like again, you don't you don't and and of course like a piece of tyranny can mess this up, but like if well, if, if, if yes. 
<laughs> um, but you can you can handle that through through Discord means and and stuff like that. But like if you, mm. um, if you if that doesn't happen, um, then it's it's really like like the two pieces kind of just sit there and do some damage, and then you pick them off as you want to. Right. Um. So I mean, there are there are definitely ways of handling it. I, yeah, I just think, um, I just think that they haven't been used yet. I mean, we've been saying for weeks now that like, as a control deck, you need you only have two options. Like in my opinion, you either you're either Galaxy Prime, period, or you have to find two viable attackers. Mm-hmm. And neither of those things happened in the event outside of I think that deck which had Perceptor and eventually Sky Shadow as viable attackers. Right. Now, um, that may be a symptom of what you would call that earlier, that this is just mm-hmm. the direction. It, it just so happened that a lot of people wanted to go this route yeah. simultaneously mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, the the stars aligned or something. It just, mm-hmm. it's the way it worked out. But we may see that resurgence going forward. And I do see you in chat. Sorry about uh, <laughs> messing up the list. My bad. Here's a question for you, Scott. Do you think... Sky Shadow in whatever variant is the best PTT deck that we've seen up to this point. Um, if your third character also hits hard, yes, because you're basically winding. Like, if you can do it at a time where it's advantageous for you, you're getting at least three very very good attacks, not counting the tank. Yeah. So, um, if you can. If you're an aggro, if you if you're playing as an, a full-on aggro version, you if you can get in there with the plane and survive, mm. get in there with the tank and not lose an attack, and then you and then you get the combiner and get the fourth character at that point. Yes. Um, I also what I also like about it is that it opens up. Titan Masters in general just open up so many options for PTT. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Because you're going to get another character, which is going to get, and and I've seen this play out. Like you're getting a whole other turn. Like it, it is a late. Yeah. You are getting a free turn later in the game, um, at, at no cost. Like at at, at a one cost head is getting you a turn later. Like it, it's a right. it's a Titan Masters offer tremendous star point value. I mean, they're literally giving you another turn later in the game for one. Yeah. I mean, would you play that battle card? Like, if a, if a battle card allowed you to time okay. walk for one, yeah. you would play it, right? Yeah, like, you know? I think so. And then that's what it's doing. Like, even if you're playing Parsec and things like that, like, they can't... There are very few ways for them to KO that character before it does anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very difficult. Like, it, it requires, like, multiple out-of-hand damage effects to happen in the same turn. Right. To steal, like multiple characters off the board, like a, a, just a tremendous turn for this to happen. And if you like just play a head that has even a few more hit points, that doesn't happen. Exactly. Um, like we saw, I saw matches come down to Grax on Grax very often. <laughs> so, you know, like yeah. that, 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 that was, you know, that was interesting. So I think just that mechanic in general just lends itself to, again, like this, this one giant continuous turn, and that changes a lot of things. Yeah. One uh, oddball thing before I hand it back to you. And it, it occurred to me because one of the lists rotated by with Tripwire. Blaster kind of dodges Tripwire too. 
Mm, the cassettes don't, though. Well, but they're going to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they, they're just getting in there. They're not exposed to have their attacks stolen, because, as we were talking about earlier, they're probably just dead mm-hmm. at some point. I mean, force fields withstanding, but, like, odds are things aren't making it to that wheel, and if they are, all right, just get in with them. So, uh, I think it adds there. But do you feel, speaking of tripwire that it has made enough of an impact, obviously, with a lot of these Sky Shadows and Perceptors and other larger characters, didn't have a whole lot of targets. Has it been living up to the hype, or is it just a matter of the meta's not conducive to it? I mean, the meta doesn't seem to be conducive to it, but but I think that mm-hmm. I think just playing it as a damage card, period, mm-hmm. out of blue decks is fine. Um, because it's always going to do like even just playing it as a blue zap I, with upside to me is mm. still going to be powerful. Because like if you steal an attack from an ominous eventually, or you steal an attack from the Grax eventually, mm. um, it still has value. So I think it's fine right. to play. Um, I just don't know if I'd run a playset of the main deck, but like somewhere in the somewhere in the uh, the fifty card list, I would. Gotcha. Dan's correcting me about the blaster thing because they'll have a, a tiny window to tripwire. I guess it's yeah, tripwire it's, the tripwire the like second set. Yeah, I get no. You could do it with the first one. So like, if you go first there, you go, yeah, 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 and they would screw them there. So correct. I stand corrected. Um, yeah, we're only, again, we're only talking about blaster because I wanted to find decks that were that if it improved were older decks that still had that seemed very viable in this meta because. By changing certain things, like certain characters and things like that, but I and I think, I think starting with a wind charger as your other character with all the blaster and getting a seven attack on one plus the card that you play means that you and you know again if you're an orange deck you should be swinging for like at least nine plus the card. Yep. So you know that's powerful and and I think things like that just open other options like. I think you have to look at other viable characters that can get that large that quickly. I think the only other one I can think of off the top of my head is that one, like Omnibot, for example. I mean, you could put Sky Shadow Plane in that category, but obviously I think you want to be an Autobot so you get you reintroduce confidence. This particular list mm-hmm. was running Frenzy, so that was eliminated off the bat, but I, I think you're going to want to go back to the red team so that that way you can you have more live plays or ways to get to live plays on that first turn. Yeah, I, I, I believe a well-tuned Blaster deck would have done very well against this meta mm-hmm. that was mostly Sky Shadow-based, personally. Um, now, does that hold up once things shift? I don't know. But I do think, as what you had said, like a wider deck, I do think that it's a viable option. As long, But but the thing we, the thing we haven't seen play out is like, if Parsec is going to one-shot these cassettes, then like ultimately it might not matter. Yeah, you're not you're wider, but not really because the way the Titan Masters play out, it's it's weird. I when I was saying wider stuff, I was thinking more what you were describing at the time, the double Titan Master lists and then other stuff so that you're six compared to their five sort of I think so I think somebody played a list like that and got smashed. Did they? Okay. If Dan's listening in chat, he can he can. Um, I think Jesse played a list like that and got smashed, but I don't remember if he had two Titan Masters or not. We um, got a little bit of the delay, so he'll confirm in a minute. I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Um, but so going from there, uh, 
we obviously talked a lot about Sky Shadow, potential counters to Sky Shadow, but when you were talking about Blaster as a counter, are there any other, aside from Galaxy, because we also beat that one to death, other old lists that you think were supplemented that either made an appearance and need to be tweaked or could have <clears throat> people chose not to play it and maybe if they did they would have had more success i mean i can't say that it's not fair of me to say like they should have done x or they should have done y i just think that there's mm. certain cards um that could have showed up the, the other thing that impressed me was uh fred from malaysia played motormaster in his deck so he played a four wide sky shadow deck i think yep. I think his other character was um, Night Racer, which I would yes. argue prob- probably should have been Brawn. Um, because I don't think... Well, it gave you Javelin, but you already had two Sky Shadow pieces. I don't know. Um, just for the guaranteed damage. But, um, right, right. The motor mass, seeing the Motormaster impressed me, because like all... I don't know how that would work with... If Brawn was your only Autobot, I don't know how that would work with the Sky Shadow piece. But anyway... The combination. I'm not it, sure. With it. What? Whether you'd have to bolt it? Yeah. No, it's it's states uh, enemy Autobot. No, would you have to? Would would you have to? So you can't bolt the Motormaster or whatever. What happens if Motormaster's out and you have? Oh, you're saying from the other side. I thought you were. Yeah. Like if Brawn was your only legal target, would you no, have no, to no. bolt your own Brawn? Um, no, no. If if your opponent had an Autobot and you had Motormaster out. Let me see what Motormaster says exactly, because it's one of those, like, you know the general idea, but it, I don't remember the... Ex- so, when he's in alt mode, your other characters can't take non-attack damage from your opponent's cards. Period. Full stop. And he can't take the three either, right? He can't be targeted, because it has to be an Autobot. So, it just fizzles? Effectively, yeah. Okay. So, I thought that was an interesting out to like the the opposing horribles and things like that. So I thought I thought losing the power level of a third singular character that was powerful um was an interesting out uh to getting two five drops one of them being motor master. I thought he soaked a lot of like damage and and actually again with the thing with the fact that there was one continuous turn, actually was able to get like a semi decent like seven attack off occasionally, which wasn't irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was an interesting, again, like, I thought that was an interesting paper answer to what he anticipated the the other rock decks to mm-hmm. be. So I thought that was um, an interesting way of playing it. I don't know that you necessarily, I mean, the problem with this game is that you would, you would kind of be forced to play at main deck because bringing out a sideboard would have to be substituting for another five drop that you already had. Like, you couldn't go from like your singular big third character to Motormaster and another guy. So you had yeah. no choice but to play it somehow main deck. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, the other, the other, uh, like the other outs I thought of is like, I think, I think, I think Grimlock becomes a lot more viable in this because of how his ability works. I'm pretty sure works the way I want it to work against Titan Masters. Against Sky Shadow and against Titan Masters. It's actually worse against Titan Masters, but I still think it works against Sky Shadow, so... So you um, you would kill a guy, one of the pieces. You're saying you would force them to combine and that it could spill to that guy, or how are you... Yes, yes I believe that's how it works. I'd have the to, think, I'd the have to trigger, mull over it. Go the ahead. trigger can't go away. Like, the... the, the 
the trample can't go away. It has to go somewhere. And then the combining interrupts the, the, the resolution. I guess that's the question is, would it interrupt the resolution of it? I mean, obviously, if they still had another body, it would go to the other body. It can go to the other body. They can choose to have it go to the other body, which I'd be perfectly fine with also. Like, it wouldn't well, bother me. Like, yeah. You know. um, Interesting. It, that It's funny you mentioned Grimlock because that also came up in other conversations as well for exactly this purpose. But uh, I didn't get the opportunity to, to sit down and actually put some brain power to it to see what the timing is. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really I haven't I haven't had time to build decks. I've just been commentating and, and, and judging. But um, these to me were viable options because essentially what you're looking at is if you have an aggro based meta, mm. which, um, you know, we can call it. It doesn't really matter how wide it is or anything like that. Like, can you there are other aggro solutions to dealing with it? Uh, mm-hmm. and it's not as simple as just having more guys than my opponent. It's it's having more plays than my opponent. And to me, like the blaster flips are more plays. The um, the Grimlock trample is essentially another play. Um, and things like that are just ways that I've thought of using older cards to deal with mm-hmm. it. Um, which I which I plan to play test whenever we get to actually play test games again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of webcam games, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, even, even us just playing instead of judging and, and oh, well, there's and that too. They, you're absolutely right that it has been, um, a time sink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not a, I don't want to make that sound bad. I, as soon as I said that, I'm like, that sounds bad, but it's, it's definitely is fun, but not necessarily a substitute for playing the game. Yeah. So, uh, chat saying that sky shadow is still the same guy. Cause the pieces are, you know, like the same concept is the omega thing it's interesting i'm gonna have to think about this one but we won't delay everything trying to i think it's i think it's i think it's been ruled in the sky trend example i think it's been ruled that you can you can trample over to the combiner but i'd have to find it yeah i was about to say i i'd have to go look for that but uh we'll we'll do that offline so uh aside from that um what i was trying to get to earlier is are there any other Aside from Blaster, old decks that you think could make a resurgence that didn't didn't get love here, or maybe people should think about going forward, given the uh, the rampant nature of Sky Shadow. Um, because we've seen, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on whether you like them or not, Shockwave seems to be faltering. As you said, other one tall, such as the Jetfires of the world, are floundering. Uh. Those are for other reasons, I think, but yes. Yes, not specifically related to Sky Shadow, but the the prevalence of Sky Shadow, I don't think, changes those equations. I mean, the next two decks I'm testing are a Shockwave build that is different than the ones that have seen play recently, and mm-hmm. and a Battlefield Legend deck. Because again, I'm looking for characters that can KO in one shot, and he is the poster boy for being able to KO characters he, of that size in one he shot. He does kind of so. do that. He's, so, he has a history, or in two shots, which is similar to the blaster example. Like I'm able to get back what I need to get back at will. Right. Just to pop do that what guy I need, to do what I need to do. So makes sense. Uh, I beyond that, I mean, we talked about tripwire a bit. Well, more than a bit beyond the show, which negatively impacts a number of other 
aggressive builds that might be able to steal like so we're talking about bugs here or at least that's what i'm thinking about where scrapnel can soak multiple hits but the between horrible tripwire came in crashes things left and right it's just a bad life for him no they have no shot yeah they're done i'm just i'm running through <laughs> other old decks that i'm trying to think about because you always say they have no shot and then they they, they show up <laughs> They're like roaches, I guess. I guess, but <laughs> no, I I would agree with you here that it's it's a, a tough bug's life here. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to off the top of my head, I'm struggling to think of other immediate things that going even as far back as Gen Con that I'm chomping at the bit to try and sleeve up right now. I'm sure as soon as we finish up, I'll think of something. Uh, for older strategies, I don't I don't have anything that. Mm. Um, to me, it's it's mostly just like I, I still believe Galaxy has a huge chance, and I still believe that some of these other strategies have a huge chance. Mm. Um, in this in against this, so I, I I just think that there I think that there are changes that should be there are significant changes to battle decks that have to be made to account for the cards that are in this set that people choose to just complain about instead of actually making the changes so well i mean in those players defense that's also true in other games and every meta that's ever happened at ever at any point in time mm-hmm. <laughs> because that that is an easy out yeah yeah i mean it's just you know you you you, you get to play with new toys and and dust off the ones that were dusty before instead of like just relying on old faithful all the time so Fair. Too much to read. That's that's the fun of card games to me. Like it's yeah. not is not running the same thing over and over and over again, but adjusting what you um I think when what's unique about this card game is you still get to play with a lot of the same pieces. You can play with the exact same character lineup or a slightly different character lineup. Mm-hmm. Um and make significant changes to a battle deck and the deck's completely different. Um right. and like to me that's not there's nothing wrong with that. It's just mm. not relying on old strategies that don't work anymore. Like it's not a big deal at all. I had brought this up earlier, but at a certain point you should probably recognize you've gotten your money's worth out of certain cards. Like past yeah, a certain and- point in time, like yeah, I played a lot of Battlefield Legend or I played a lot of whatever. Okay. Now it's time to move on. <laughs> like they're not going to stay there forever. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, this is this this is much worse in other mediums than it is in this in card games. Like there there, a lot of games I play, mm-hmm. this happens all the time, and it's much more expensive to to shift gears than right. it is in, in a card game. So, which is funny when you think about how pricey some card games can be, but <laughs> that is mm-hmm. definitely true. Uh, you can sell in and out of card games. Some of these other games I play, you can't sell in and out of. As yeah, because so. you're holding a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess at this stage, were there any other highlights from what we've seen so far? Obviously, the top four is still to come. We're going to see some some interesting plays, some interesting matchups. Uh, and there's rumors about other things we're doing. Um, but... Any any other highlights that you wanted to bring up, Scott, or anything else coming down the pipe before we close up shop? 
Uh, no, I mean, well, yeah, we can talk about future things if you want. Um, but hmm. but I'm just really impressed with you know people. People were pretty prepared for this. I mean, I, I was yeah. I was I was really happy with um, a lot of the quality of the proxies that I saw on the other side of the table. Um, for most of the players, it was easy to tell what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they made a huge effort on the audio video side to get this ready. Absolutely, shout out to everybody because seriously, yeah. it's it may sound simple like get a webcam, do this stuff, but there's there's some technical challenges. We've we've noticed some of them even tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like originally when we set this up, um, I think it kicked off on May 4th and we're only 10, we're 10 days from that. And technically, like as of last night, officially, we were ready to already have a top four. And we we anticipated this was going to take three weeks. People were really amped to play. Yeah, Um, the excitement was definitely electric. People like this. I don't know if it's just set. It's a combination of obviously the real life factors, but people were very much excited to play and definitely wanted to get in there and sling cards. Yeah, we learned a lot of things from this. I mean, and we can talk about this um, probably as a wrap up probably next week, I would assume. Um, Next week's show, we could probably talk about Mm -hmm. things that we would do differently and and stuff like that. Um, But but overall, it was a really good event. Uh, Thanks to all the players that played. Um, you know, I, I think, I think people took it seriously given, given the decent prizes that are, that are being given out, mm-hmm. um, and the amount of covers that it's gotten. And we thank you for, you know, playing interesting games and allowing, and, and I think, and a lot of the feedback I've gotten is that a lot of people were really liking the commentary on the games, um, which is good because mm-hmm. a lot of the audio issues we would have, we would have had would have been what I think would have brought down the quality of the games. Cause like, you know, us as judges watching each game, um, I had no problem like watching my games and having no audio issues. But I think as if a third party would have been looking at it, it would have been more difficult right. um, to tell what was going on. Um, but again, that's part of the post wrap up is like, you know, should we have, you know, judges carefully every game and things like that? Like, you know, like, you know, could, you know, how could we have done that differently and stuff like that? But of course, there's always things to be changed, iterated upon, and improved. Kind of like we were we were uh, harping on with how Wasi does their card design. It's the same sort of thing for these this level of stuff. Where I've definitely made notes. I've definitely taken note of various things that could help us both on the back end and production value going forward. So we we might have some other stuff in store. I don't know if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I mean, I actually had a conversation yesterday that'll lead directly into this, and we need to work mm-hmm. out some of the logistics. But um, in in partnership with Top Deck Games, which is our as local as it could be for me, um, right. is our is our local game store. We have our uh, monthly case events that we help host. Um, they, because of the nature of what is going on in like they're in New Jersey, for example. Um, so between them and Pennsylvania, like we don't. In, Definitely on May 29th, I don't know, like, you know, a month from then or anything like that, but, like, definitely on May 29th, there's no in-store play. And I know that Wizards, I think, has suspended all WPN in-store play until at least June 1st. I'm not um, sure, but that's probably it, true. Yeah, I know they suspended at least June 1st. I don't know if they extended it past then, but I know at least um, until June 1st. Um, so we, so uh, in conjunction with Top Deck Games, we're, we're going to be hosting some sort of... Um, release event for the game. Um, we're just trying to figure out the logistics of how we're going to to do that. I, I think I have some ideas, but essentially, like, if you... 
if you are part of our uh, Patreon, we'll be we'll be hosting that in some way, shape, or form um, for those players. And I would suggest, and we'll have more details within the next like week or two um, after this one, after this tournament. Like hopefully, as soon as this tournament wraps up, we'll be able to immediately put out information for the new one. But um, I would anticipate that if you are able to get packs on May 29th, that probably like a week later, in some way, shape, or form, you should save some of them to be opened in front of somebody over a webcam uh, in order to build, in order to play sealed decks, whether it's like a league or whether it's like a an actual tournament. Like, with, I, I this kind of feels like a league, even though it's it's a tournament because like you're not yeah. playing like all in one day, but like I know it's a tournament, but like yeah. I get. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I know it's a tournament, but it feels like a league. I don't know how to explain. It's it. just because like, of the the elongation of the time frame. Yeah, is, is yeah. what does it? I think. Yeah, like I have more time to like. It feels like I have more time to like learn the ins and outs of like this deck, even though I'm really only playing the same amount of games or whatever. But right, it feels that way to me. So um, so anyway, starting with top, top of the games, we're we're gonna be able to secure like, I think it, is it just the Arcana? I think that was the release. Uh, no, I think Arcana and Tidal Wave were together as the as the oh is the release card. No, Tidal yeah. Wave is the in play in store play promo, and Arcana is just the release. Yeah. I'd have, I'm gonna have to go look that up, but yeah, there's a, there's a breakdown for that, I believe. Yeah. So we will ha- we will be giving those out um, as if it was a it was a real release event. We'll be giving out the Arcanas, and then we will also have, be able to do um, events featuring the tidal wave in some way shape or form at our own leisure as well mm-hmm. again assuming that like it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to play in person anytime soon um that might not be yeah. the same again for all states but um for right. us it seems that way i've seen some funny like in other countries some like Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments with like plastic barriers up next in, in next to people with <laughs> well, like, like bank that. teller like, stuff yeah yeah, yeah. It's pretty hardcore. Interesting. So, um, well, no, I think it was actually it's right. It was in front of them, and they okay. were like, like they were like playing with like underneath, but yet next to them there wasn't. That was the funny part. Like next to them they weren't, but like that's uh, in front of I, them they were physically scratching my head because that's uh, I saw also this is I mean it is a card game, but I saw a yeah. poker table that had dividers, but it was oh. obviously only on the the table, and it's like okay, okay, that that guy's like. Right there, <laughs> right, right. It seems to defeat the point, but I'm not an yeah. expert. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I just left that one alone. But anyway, so yeah, it, that's definitely something exciting to look forward to. And as Scott was saying, we're going to have more details to come. We're going to, uh, well, check out the the Vector Sigma various social pages. That's probably where we're yeah. going to be disseminating everything, right? Yeah, and I forgot. Actually, we, next week we won't be we won't be doing a recap unless we do two shows. No, we won't because we have yeah. another surprise coming for everybody. That's right. I uh, that. Yeah, we don't we don't actually take weeks off of tech talk. I know we don't always do them live, but we we have something else for you. But we'll leave that alone. In case you can't tell, as a group, we don't take days off when it comes to the Transformers CCGs. So. No, it it's really <laughs> not. I, it was funny. Nah, I, I was gonna say never mind. We won't go there. Um. Anyway. So, I think that'll do it for this episode, right, Scott? Yep. All right. As always, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.